Moncrief on News Talk. 53106 is our text number that will cost you 30 cents. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. Uh, once again, uh, we're joined by Barbara Scully and Declan Buckley to look down their noses at you and your pathetic problems. Good afternoon to you both. <laughs> That yeah. is not true. <laughs> that no. is your take on it. Oh, well, let's just see how things go. I think you got me pretty good there. <laughs> <laughs> right, here's your first question. Uh, I moved back with my parents at 35 in the middle of last year after over 10 years of living independently. Part of it was because I was living in a house share and they preferred I had a smaller bubble and also as my job was cut to part-time. It means I can save money. While my parents love having me here and we have a wonderful relationship, I feel as though I'm completely stuck in a rut that I will struggle to get out of on the other side of the pandemic. Most of my friends are settled down in relationships, buying properties, excelling in their careers. Yet here I am, almost 36 and a part-time job, living with my parents. I'm not in a relationship and don't see how it's even possible anymore as you've been in a lockdown for almost a year. I have been single for over four years now and it's now starting to really bother me. I know we all have our own paths in life and what's for you won't pass you, blah, blah, blah. But that offers me little comfort, to be honest. Does any of this get easier or is it simply that you stop caring as much as you get older? Oh my God, Declan, is he doomed? <laughs> um, I, yeah, I don't know if it's a, it's a he or a she. That's it, true. It is somebody, <laughs> it is somebody older, so I, I, I wait uh, more um, more knowledgeable advice later on. But this is, this is going to be one that kind of gets me. Oh, <laughs> I got that, Jacqueline. Uh, well done, Barbara. Well yeah. done. So I, yeah. I'm never sure whether Thanks. you can read between my lines. Um, look, <laughs> this is a tough one that... Um, First of all, I want to say this this nonsense about if it's not for you, it won't pass you. I really hate that phrase. Mm. I think it's it's just not even true. It's not real. Some people are lucky. Some people aren't. This person, in fact, we're all feeling a bit like, when is my life going to start at the moment? So I think for once, we can all relate to somebody who's in that position and, and might feel that they're kind of a slow starter in life when everybody else seems to be um, excelling in their careers, whatever they're doing in whatever you know part of their life they're, do, they're doing really well. Um, Obviously, the key to being happy is being happy with what you've got. But if you don't have much, you don't feel you've got much, you're, you're not going to feel that at all. Um, but feeling you're kind of stuck in a moment is a sign that you're ready to make a change. I mean, we're all ready to make a change at the moment. But this person, in, in what they're dealing with, um, this rough feeling thing is definitely the sign of somebody who's, okay, I'm at a point now where I, I, I'm ready to do something. So the real question is, is what are they ready to do? Obviously, limitations to do with the COVID and all that kind of thing aside, um, you can still make steps towards changing things up in her life. Um, they don't have to be big things as well. I think it's it's more about feeling like you're making changes can suddenly change your mindset and then change the way that you feel about what's going on. The, I know that I'm being very kind of wishy-washy and vague here, but but the problem is kind of wishy-washy because it is, it's kind of a philosophical problem that this person ha- has because in the letter, they do point out things that, they're, that they have going that for them that other people don't. They have a really good relationship with their parents. They seem to get on very well and that's all very lovely. And um, so therefore there is, there is stuff that's going on for this person that, that is good. Um, what they probably just need to do is to find a way to f- move forward from that position, trying not to overthink it as well, because I think this person just has too much time to think at the moment. Just, um, you know, um, and also to, to move forward, you don't need to necessarily have a destination because 
um, you know, part of the thing about life is that it is, it, I'm going to say it, it's a journey. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. I was like, don't say life is a journey. Jackie, to death. I said it, I said it. You know, it, next I should be asking you to play Miley Cyrus's Decline yeah. now. And we'll all get into this moment. But um, but it is, it is, it is just a mindset moment, I think. Apart from that, I don't really have anything else to add. Yeah. Now, the, the, Barbara, the, the, this person says, does any of this get any easier or is it simply you stop caring as much as you get older? I was wondering, like, do they want to not care as much? Uh, yeah, and can I just say, you and I are about the same age, okay, before I get cast here as being the older feckin' lemon on the phone. I'm not, okay? I'm not. Uh, that's number one. Um, what was the question again? Does this, do you stop caring? Uh, yeah, they're, they're, I'm just wondering, like, do they, they're kind of almost hoping that, ah, well, I won't be bothered by any of this in a few years' time. Um, yeah, but I don't think that that isn't that isn't how it works. Mm. Um, you don't. I mean, the things that bother you will always bother you, kind of. Uh, but I do think. I mean, a lot of what Declan said, other than the bit where he said uh, life is a journey, uh, <laughs> or, or most of the rest of it, I kind of agreed with. Um, and I do think that we're all stuck in a moment at the moment. And I think we are all living too much in our heads. And I think this person is clearly also, you know, dwelling on a lot of this because there's feck all else to, to think about. And because we're all in dire need of distraction as well as everything else in order to remain sane. Um, so, you know, I do think, I think what I would say, first of all, is look, judge a pause, take a break, take a breath. We're all feeling that our lives are on hold. We're all feeling that time is passing and we're stuck and there's stuff we're missing and there's stuff we're not achieving and there's markers we're not hitting because we are living in this awful reality of lockdown. Um, but I think that as well as 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 uh, <laughs> life being a journey, I think that this lockdown, she says, trying really hard to put a positive spin on it. And I think this is something we all spend an awful lot of our energy trying to, to look at the positives is it does give us a kind of a hiatus from life. And it is a, a kind of a pause where they're living at home with their parents, who, as Jack said, they get on very well with. They're saving money. Now is the time to start to think, oh, what are your priorities in life? What do you want to do with your career? Are you happy to stay in a part-time job or do you want to ramp that up a bit? Do you need to do some retraining? You know, and focus on all of that. I mean, I know the other thing is about the relationship. Um, the person says they've been single for over four years. This Flip all you can do more or less about that at the moment. Mm. Um, so, you know, I think that you're just going to have to try not to let that be continually bothering you in your head. But I would focus on maybe planning around the career end or the job end or, or just the life end. What kind of life do you want to have when things do, in inverted commas, return to, to normal? Uh, because now is giving a lot of people that breathing time, that space in order to plan and perhaps upskill a little bit um, in order to facilitate that. So I'd say, hold on, hold on in there. Things will slowly get back to normal. Um, you won't be stuck in this place where you are forever. Uh, but the bad news is you don't stop caring as you get older, no. Uh, Porik says, I think there's a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy in this. I couldn't help but notice that this texter sounds like they've given up on any chance of a relationship or a fulfilling career. It probably sounds a bit wishy-washy, but this person needs to start by believing in themselves first before anyone else will invest in them. Uh, Clara says, did that person write that letter on my behalf? Had to move home in August. Now I'm totally stuck as the elderly parents have started to rely on me now. Ask that person, are they cute? And I'll move in with them. Uh, well... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm big ugly. Uh, uh, says, when you stop caring, you're done and not in a good way. Uh, yeah, I, I think there's probably also a danger of 
you don't stop caring, you actually start getting bitter about, you know, perhaps things that didn't happen for you or you didn't do and oh, not a good place. And I think, I think... Yeah, Sorry, no, on, I was just going to say that that having said that, as you do get older, I mean, all of us have disappointments in life. Mm. All of us have things that didn't work out the way perhaps we had anticipated that they would. And you, there is a level of acceptance about all of that. Nobody's life pans out precisely as they assumed it was going to when they were a young adult. And you do make peace with that. Um, so I don't think, you know, I mean, I don't think they should have the idea that, you know, that they're going to always feel the same way. There is a level of making peace with stuff that didn't happen the way you wanted it to. Yeah. Still, Barbara's still bitter about the fact you never got to marry George Michael. But it's... <laughs> wow. it is that, that wouldn't have worked out anyway, would it? Well, <laughs> just saying. That kind of I points, never fancied George Michael. Thank you very much. Right. Okay. okay uh, now... My boyfriend is a staunch pacifist. I love him loads. And in general, I love this aspect of his character and the fact that he's principled. He's a really calm and logical guy and it means we rarely have big fights, but rather talk through our issues. However, one aspect of it has started to get to me. Recently, we were walking down the street and some young fella started shouting abuse at him and inappropriate comments at me. I was really enraged, but he just kept walking like it never happened. He didn't even make a comment on it when we were out of sight of these lads. I know we're not supposed to be encouraging toxic masculinity and that type of thing, but I must say I'm rattled. It made me question whether he would defend me in a physical altercation. Am I wrong to want that from a partner? I know it's not necessarily his duty to get into fights on my behalf, but as a woman, having a man there can come with a certain feeling of safety. And I think that maybe I've lost that now. I'm trying to figure out if this is a deal breaker or not. What should I do? Crikey. Wow. Mm. <laughs> uh, this is an interesting letter, I think. This is one of the most interesting ones you've had in a while. Uh, anyway, so like I'm kind of with the Bible here when it says blessed are the peacemakers. Or was that St. Francis? Uh, anyway, I'm all for pacifists and I think we need more of them. And I also think that we need more men who are pacifists um, and against violence and warfare and all those things that pacifists are against. Um, but society has conditioned us, um, rather, well, the patriarchy has conditioned us to see pacifists and peacemakers as weak, especially when they're men. Um, and that is toxic uh, masculinity. Um, but getting down to, to what she says about the fact that he ignored the shouted abuse um, when they were on the street or whatever that came from some young guys, like, I'm kind of wondering, what is it that she would have preferred him to do to shout back or to actually get into a fight with them? Because I don't think that would have made her feel better. I think what perhaps has struck her is the fact that it was kind of unusual uh, for, for a man and perhaps not what she was used to. Um, and then the other question she asks, which is the really interesting one, would he defend you in a physical altercation? Um, and I'm not sure exactly, again, what she's envisaging there. I mean, obviously, as a woman, I know that violence against women is real. All women know that. And the threat of violence uh, is real. But I also know that in most cases, women who are subject to violence, random violence like that out and about are generally on their own. Um, so that there is a level of protection of having having a man just with you uh, that 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 is inherent. Um, he's not going to be the kind of guy that aggressively reacts to aggression. Um, and whereas I think that all men have a have a response, have a responsibility to call out behavior, particularly if it's misogynistic or if it's threatening to women. In a lot of ways, that's far more powerful when it's done calmly, you know, in the pub during conversations rather than shouting at somebody on the street uh, back who's, who's shouted at them. Um, 
so you know um like i i i don't think this woman has a problem i don't think it's a deal breaker i mean the peace I live with somebody who's not who would who would be a peacemaker who isn't hates confrontation and that's a whole other debate because you can't have a row with them which is very frustrating it's like having a row with the cat um but having said that the peace that comes from living with somebody who is fairly not a fairly non-aggressive he could be a bit passive aggressive but fairly non-aggressive is wonderful so I think she sounds like she's got herself a great guy. I, I know, Declan, I'm going to leave you the pitch to go on about gender norms and all that kind of stuff, because that's your stuff. But um, I, I think she's on to a winner here. I don't see it as a deal breaker at all. I think he sounds like a lovely guy. Yeah, yeah. Declan, is uh, is she oppressing uh, um, uh, her boyfriend in a kind of patriarchal way? <laughs> um, actually, I'm going to stun you all and say that I actually, I can see her perspective in this because, um, like, look, in order for, like, a relationship to work, uh, like, a couple or, or more people, if you're in one of those polyamorous ones, um, you need to have a level of uh, kind of respect and trust and support and all that. I think what's happened here is that this person felt that their partner didn't stand up for them. Um, normally, it's kind of stuff, it's, it, you know, in arguments with friends and families and stuff like that. You, you can see that clearly. You're meant to be on my side. Whereas in this instance, out in the streets, this guy has seemingly prioritised his ideological stance over her sense of of safety or whatever it is. Now, underneath all that, though, there is the worst problem is that they didn't talk about it afterwards. So he mm, didn't get yeah. to explain his perspective and she didn't get to explain hers. She seems to be uh, like aligning his silence about the whole thing as a kind of a tacit approval, which I don't get. But he didn't consider that she might have felt that she wasn't being supported as well. So that's kind of what's really underneath. The talk about pacifism and fe feminism, in my view, is a kind of a, is a smokescreen over, over that whole thing. I mean, we can all role play gender as all we like, but at the end of the day, when we're, when we're in our relationships, we need to feel like we can count on each other. And that, re that requires, you know, kind of an open communication, which I think that that they didn't have in this instance. And that's the real failing, I think, here. Yeah, but he, she didn't say it to him. She didn't say... Yeah, that's what I mean, both ways. Weird. Both, both of them. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, he may have thought they were, they, they were just young lads and therefore, you know, why get into a, 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 why get into a big thing about it that, that he didn't perceive any physical threat so just hurling, you know, insults at them was just going to escalate a situation that exactly, exactly. But she just she'll never know that, and and it's like you know, obviously, and we we only have to go, you know, a couple of days back in 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 our in our news to see scenarios where horrific things are happening. So as Barbara pointed out, it's completely normal and 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 right for a woman to be concerned about her safety out in the real world. I do take on Barbara's point about she was with him, so therefore that situation was kind of mitigated potentially. Um, I also do agree that in true feminism, you know, that the role of a hero needs to be shared between both the man and the woman. So there's a so there's a lot of an ideological thing going on there. But I do still think that the, at the bottom line, regardless of what way they stand about stuff, is that the fact that they're not talking about how they felt about it seems to be the, 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 the that's the problem yeah. there, I think. Yeah, I agree. But I do think as well, there's this kind of, I, I don't like this thing where um, she as a woman sees that it's his role to protect her do you know what i mean this kind of protected thing because i don't think some men just don't do that in the same way that other guys do you know um and 
you know, because we're all different, um, there's there's swings and roundabouts and there's pluses and minuses. And to me, the fact that he is a pacifist, that he's probably non-aggressive uh, when you're living with somebody is actually quite a big plus. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like when you said earlier on, I mean, in, what did you want him to do? I mean, I think we yeah. have this kind of weird, I, you know what I was thinking about? You know that song, the Kenny Rogers song, Coward of the County? You know, you could have heard a pin no. drop when he turned and locked the door. There's a big scenario <laughs> where... <laughs> <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> oh, it's you sounding all macho. Do that again. <laughs> no, Barbara. No, that's right. Still, though, Declan, it's it's it, it is gratifying to hear you finally come out of your country and western closet, uh, Declan <laughs> and Barbara. Thank you both very much. Uh, as ever, you are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. We're going to take a break. Back in a couple of minutes. Moncrief on News Talk.